Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello and welcome to our latest exciting episode of Not Your Mama's News, brought to you by Union of the Unknowns. We have a great lineup of unknowns for you today who are going to talk about the latest news articles that have caught their eye. So if I go around and introduce everyone, if you can all say hello in your own unique way. We have from America, Justin. Hello, Isn't. hello. Also from America, <laughs> Ashley, think change repeat. Hello. And surprise, surprise, from America joining us, we have Jackie, ATL Connector. Hola. Como estas? From the great state <laughs> of Florida. Yes. And then there's me, the token Brit, Terry from Canary, um, who lives in the Canary Islands now, uh, where it's dark and very late. But I'm going to pl- stay <laughs> on luckily, uh, hosting this show. So, and so... To start us off, I think Justin has an interesting story for us. So take it away, Justin. All right. So I don't want to get anyone's hopes up because that's not what I'm here for. Uh, I'm here for black pills and uh, hilarious jokes. Um, (laughs) But the FDA and HHS, Food and Drug Administration, Health and Human Services, are being sued uh, by doctors uh, over their uh, ability to prescribe ivermectin. Uh, for really any, I mean, any reason, but specifically in this instance, it's going to be more about a COVID-19 uh, area. Uh, the physicians that are suing are Dr. Robert Apter, MD, Dr. Mary Tally Bowden, MD, Dr. Paul E. Merrick, uh, MBBCHMMED, right, I don't even know what that is, um, but so... The lawsuit is filed in, uh, excuse me, in uh, Texas court. Uh, They're suing um, specifically uh, Health and Human Secretary Xavier Becerra, FDA Commissioner Robert Califf are being sued in a Texas court. They allege the FDA acted outside its authority and illegally interfered with their ability to practice medicine by discouraging the use of ivermectin to treat COVID-19. Uh, the complaint argues that the FDA approved ivermectin for human use in 1996 for several diseases, uh, but after the beginning of the COVID pandemic, the regulator published documents and social media posts saying the drug was dangerous for use with people. Um, and then just one more, uh, ivermectin does have anti-inflammatory properties, but is not generally classified as an antiviral medication. Um, so I do have a little bit more on that, but I feel like that's a good t- you know, spot to take a break. Um, and it was this last sentence that I read off. Uh, ivermectin does, not, does have anti-inflammatory properties, but is not generally classified as an antiviral medication. So I am by no means an expert, but I have listened to what we can call experts on uh, Joe Rogan. And it's my understanding that they believe that really all diseases are inflammation related uh and that's part of the reason that NSAIDs non-steroid anti-inflammatory drugs are are so harmful to the body um but any anyone have any comments on uh the dangers of ivermectin that's won Nobel prizes and been sent out to billions of peoples without any issue well no, I I've just... got one I've got a lot I could say. Uh, do you want to go first, Ashley, and I'll come yeah, to you? Yeah, I wanted to, to hand it off to you after Terry, but I just wanted to say that, um, A, anecdotally, I have taken ivermectin twice um, while being sick because it is supposed to be an antiviral and basically to be able to get into the cell and stop the replication of that virus, if we even believe in viral theory. And that's another 
subject and topic altogether. But that's the alleged mechanism in this regard. Um, now, it's potentially, and I'll be curious to see what you think about this, Terry, that it maybe is something else going on, that maybe it is actually inflammation if we have going on based on our terrain, that maybe it just helps with that, or potentially it's also an anti-parasitic. So maybe they're, you know, maybe have thoughts on that as well and, and those um, origins of illness. But um there, so there's that, that I have taken it personally. And then also, I believe now that the CDC is now saying that they're basically their covering up of that as an option to take was merely a suggestion. And I yes. think that we all know if you were interested in, in what was going on with that narrative during that time, it was a lot more than a suggestion. They made people believe that it was dangerous for you, that it was animal medication. They did not, they were not honest in any regard in the history of the medication, the use cases for the medication, for medicines being used for more than one purpose. None of that stuff, it was really sickening. And I believe that you know, I, I don't know how many people I think actually died from COVID. I think it was basically probably the flu, but people could have been, you know, less sick, potentially not going to the hospital um, and being basically kidnapped from the hospital at that point. So it could have saved lives in that regard. Like maybe they never would have died from COVID to begin with, but they died from hospital protocol. But if you would have taken the ivermectin as soon as you were feeling unwell, then it probably never would have got to that point. And before yeah. we bounce it off to Terry real quick, uh, the Texas Department of State Health Services had issued poison warnings about the drug. In 2020, the State Board of Pharmacy also tried to prohibit prescriptions for hydrochloroquine dispensed without a diagnosis, but that only lasted six weeks. <clears throat> um, so please, Terry, jump in there. Uh, well, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot to say. Uh, it is interesting that both hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are antiparasitics, and maybe that's something to do with why they work, you know, but they do, if we believe in viruses, wherever they are, they do seem to have you know, quote, antiviral properties. They've used them for quite a lot of viral diseases, both those drugs, with a lot of success. And they are two of the safest drugs on the books. There have been hardly any bad reactions to either over many, many years of use. Hydroxychloroquine has been in use for about nearly 100 years, I think, you know, in, in one form or another. And ivermectin has been going since the 40s or 50s, I think. Um, and I'm pleased you brought the the FDA defense up because it's so ridiculous. They were clearly advising against it and they're saying, no, no, it's just recommendations. And yet, uh, Paul Marek, one of the, the people suing the FDA in this case, his hospital stopped him using ivermectin. He was treating his patients very successfully in his hospital, much more successfully than his colleagues. And he gave a very impassioned testimony to one of Ron Johnson's panels about it where he said he had to watch a lot of his patients die and he wasn't allowed to do anything about it and he was very upset about it so you know their their defense doesn't wash for me uh and um uh what else was i going to say yeah it's just uh, it's well, usual sort of ron johnson would be a great <laughs> porn name pardon ron johnson would be a great porn name like an, for an adult male star. I suppose you're right. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to run us that far off topic. Well, I did want um, to, yes, add on to what Terry said. And that was never mind all the people that they denied taking it, that, that actually wanted to take it. The, the physical suppression of being able to get it from your pharmacist, even if you were prescribed it from a physician the the fact that they made it almost impossible to get and we had people in our own discord members of the unknowns who wanted and were trying to you know preventatively go ahead and have that and they could not find a pharmacist that would dispense it to them and to say that doesn't come from the fda and cdc recommendations is just ridiculous so i'm glad that's a great segue uh, so in the spring of 2021 the fda launched an ongoing webpage titled why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID-19. There were four primary points. <clears throat> One, it is not approved for COVID-19 in humans and is not an antiviral drug. 
two, taking large doses is dangerous and can cause serious health issues. Uh, That stands true for literally anything. You can die from overdosing on water if you drink too much water. Uh, Third, if you have the drug via prescription for an FDA-approved use, get it from a legitimate source and take as prescribed. And four, don't use drugs intended for animals, which seems like one and two contradict three and four, because if you could get it from your pharmacist and your doctor, then you wouldn't have to go buy horse paste from the feed, seed and feed store. Uh, I wanted to add, actually, that there's a lot of pretty good scientific evidence that um, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine works against viral diseases. They're not, they've not got the money that big farmers got these people are doing the studies, so they're not going to have loads and loads of people to give it a lot of statistical power, but you can get, you know, a, a decent effect from it. But people say, oh, it's not a big enough effect. It's because they haven't got the money to, to fund, you know, tens of thousands of people on it. Well, uh, let's, let's not forget that the pharmaceutical industry isn't there to cure people. It's there to make money. Yeah. And then we have the issue of the fake research that was funded by Big Pharma to, for example, use toxic doses of hydroxychloroquine or dosing people right at the end of their COVID um, disease when they're just about at death's door. And they say, oh, look, it didn't work. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of fuckery going on as usual. Uh, yeah. But and uh, the the other thing I wanted to say was that the high wire had a little segment about this a couple of weeks ago. When it took about RSV, which is in the news at the moment, as you know, all the kids seem to be going down with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, this study where they're actually using the ivermectin against it in sheep, uh, and the, the, but they were saying that um, you know this actually is is an indication that it will probably work in humans as well because you know we know that if you if things work in animals they often work in humans. I mean, for goodness sake, they do drug trials on animals and then say this means it's going to work in humans. So yeah. to say it's just an animal medicine is is ridiculous. We're animals after all, right? And then of course, never forget eight blind mice, right? Think I was just about to bring that up. Did they use at least eight sheep? Minimum, minimum eight sheep. That, that is a, my demand. That was an article you did, right, Ashley? On the uh, eight blind mice? You did that one, Jackie. I did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was you. I get us confused all the time, Ashley. Well, and, and I haven't if, even been drinking today. If you guys are just joining us uh, for Not Your Mama's News and you're interested in that story, Please go back. It was uh, Not Your Mama's News, uh, episode number two, uh, posted on September 3rd of this year. And wow. it is just a banger. Of, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's literally mind-blowing. It is. Um, and then I just, you know, we all know people, at least in the Discord. I don't know if any, I think maybe one or two people out of, you know, the probably couple dozen we have in the discord that are active we're actually able to find ivermectin to fill uh i know several people were going from pharmacy to pharmacy basically getting kicked out and uh i also just wanted to point out that uh ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are prescribed to cure malaria which is to this day the number one killer of people in history Good and point. it is still the number one cause of death in places like Africa, where they can't really control the mosquito populations like we can here. Yeah, uh, we've got both ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine in our drug cupboard for emergencies because uh, you can buy it over the counter here in Spain. And uh, one thing that came out of this COVID thing for me is that, you know, it was a bit of an eye opener that these both those drugs are really effective antivirals. So if I ever had a cold or a flu, I think I would be taking them. Mm-hmm. So well, I have I, allergies and I was just thinking about that. Sorry, Justin, is that I was wondering about that before you said that, Terrence, I was like, I wonder if ivermectin would be good if you had the flu. Do you think it would help you get over the flu? Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's like Ashley was saying, it, it's intriguing why these antiparasitics seem to work well against viruses, whatever they are, you know, both Ashley and I are a bit skeptical about the whole virology thing. Uh, it's so, got to be parasites yes. attacking our internal yeah, system, and we're having allergic reactions to them. 
Exactly, yeah. I think I just figured it out. They're so against ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine because they are antiparasitics. And what word better describes the quote-unquote ruling elite than parasites? All right. <laughs> ah, you've got ivermectin. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's their kryptonite. It's yeah. like that one bug commercial where they're like the raid commercial, where it's like the, the, the cockroaches and all of them are having a, a, a jolly old time until the raid comes in. They're like, no! <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. But I mean, uh, I think that's about all I had uh, on the subject. We'll definitely, you know, keep updated. Uh, keep in mind these cases, you know, courts move incredibly slow unless it's something that they want to do, like take Alex Jones down for the gross GDP of France. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then uh, one, I don't know if I can call this a white pill or not, but we also had, I believe we mentioned it on a previous Not Your Mama's News, that ivermectin, uh, I believe Jackie brought this one, that ivermectin is going over the counter in Tennessee, was it? Tennessee, yeah. So that's that's something there. But uh, yeah, say unless anyone else has anything more to add on to there, I think um, I'm all finished up and we can move on to Terry. I just really quickly wanted to say that if, if you do want and need ivermectin, you can reach out to some online health um, companies like Push Health, America's frontline doctors. And I think there's a couple of others in there also. And go ahead. I think big perm used uh, my free doctor and I believe they're they're a nonprofit and they, they just, you know, ask for donations. Yes. And um, I used push health. And so I was able to preventatively um, go ahead and get in with them, let them know that I wanted to have ivermectin in the event that I ended up getting sick. So when I had, when I was sick, it did take me a little bit and I used their online pharmacy. Now I have found a place local that does fill ivermectin too, but at that time I was not aware of that. So we were able to have them mail the, the medication to us. So that way, whenever I did get sick, I was able to go ahead and start my um, ivermectin right away along with my other, you know, supplements and all that stuff. But the point is there are a couple of options as far as getting a prescription and even having it mailed to you here in the States, if you're struggling to get it. Can you ring 0800 horse paste? I think so. I think they're in business now. Well, and there's, there's a lot of, you know, debate on it, but the things like the ivermectin for horses or like I brought up before, you can get penicillin at like PetSmart that's used for fish. Uh, all of these drugs come from the same laboratories. Um, if, but you just got to be careful because it's going to, you know, they add in extra additives for, you know, different, uh, you know, like horses and fish and everything. Uh, so, yeah, if that is the route that you're going to take, just keep an eye out on the ingredients, both active and non-active. But it's yeah. it's it's a great resource for, you know, emergency situations if nothing else is available. Yes, we don't generally recommend taking animal medicine on Not Your Mama's News. But in an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. Let me check. Not with medical the, advice, guys. Let me check with human resources. <laughs> it's cleared. All right. Great. We're okay. Did you call your lawyer as our lawyer as well? <laughs> Maybe we, we should wait till legal man comes on our show and he can advise us. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down right now. Definitely. <laughs> Okay, thanks, Justin. Well, we'll move on. Um, so uh, I'll go next. So I, I've got a um, talking of slow moving, which we we're talking about the court slow moving. My um, my news radar is a bit slow moving as well. So I'm, I'm going to start off with a story that came from March of this year uh, um, from Scotland. In fact, my wife's Scottish and she just picked up on this. Uh, Nicola Sturgeon is the sort of poison dwarf who runs Scotland at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apologised in March 2022 
for the two and a half thousand Scots, mostly women, that were killed in the witch hunts back in 1563. Um, so there's a lot of things to unpack there. All this endless apologies for things that you know countries have done in the past. Uh, whether I can claim compensation from, for example, Norway because of the Vikings that came into England and did all that raping and pillaging in the Middle Ages. Um, but also, uh, she, what she didn't do is apologise for all the deaths that are currently going on from the death jab for COVID and all the bad hospital treatments they're giving and killing people and killing people in uh, resident, old age residential homes, denying all of life-saving uh, drugs like ivermectin, for example, which could save lots of lives. Um, and interestingly, they, they announced last month in Scotland that they were investigating a rise in infant mortalities, which has happened there. It's gone up from about 2.2 per thousand to nearly five per thousand, which is quite a big rise. Uh, and uh, I want to throw it out to you. Can you all guess what the uh, one thing they're not going to um, analyze to see if that's linked to the infant mortality? I'm, I have a guess, Terry. I'm going to go out on a limb. And I'm going to say, but only because it has already you... been proven to be safe and effective, but I'm guessing they're not looking into the vaccine, but they, because they don't need whoa, to. Whoa, 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 We you're don't need your alt-right propaganda oh, here, that. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They're not looking at the, whether the mother was vaccinated or not. And uh, in fact, Scotland uh, from February 2022 uh, stopped publishing the they used to have some really good statistics so you can see what's going on with these vaccinated people. They stopped publishing the vaccinated status in their death data from February 2022 because they said they were worried that anti-vaxxers were using it you know, to, against them. By pointing out that most of the deaths were occurring in vaccinated people rather than unvaccinated people. So uh, that, what a heinous crime that is. And uh, presumably what they're going to do with this infant mortality thing, I think what they've done UK-wide, uh, and we talked about this a bit on Discord as well, they classified um, if a ba baby died up to three days old, they would call it a stillbirth rather than an infant death. Mm. So that's probably going to change the statistics a bit and make it look a bit better, I would imagine. But the numbers are still going to tell the tale. When all this shakes out, it will still, however they try to hide it, cover it up, muddy it, at this point, we will still know. Well, I more wanna, across the board, isn't it? I want to agree with you, but history is written by the victors. So yeah, it's going to be a tough call to see what's going on in a few decades from here. Well, I think that uh, you're right about that, but you're still going to have people that are looking at this data who even previously, what's the guy's name, Terry, that is, um, he's like the most mild-mannered doctor ever on YouTube, and he's like, oh, well, uh, it just really doesn't make very much sense. There's a lot of... The Brit guy, John Campbell? <laughs> yeah, Dr. Campbell. Yeah. So you're going to have people like that that are almost um, like... That, that's just what they do. They're looking at the numbers no matter what. So I, and people in our community are continuing to look at it. So it may, it may never hit mainstream, but it, but it's possible that it will, because we know from the SPARS document that there is a planned acknowledgement of the harm that was done. And then we also know that um, the movie, what was the name of the movie that just came out today or yesterday? Oh, uh, um, yeah, died, died suddenly. Yes, died suddenly. So people are, at least some people have it on their radar, you know, and are going to be looking uh, out for this. And I do have one more question for Terry. Um, you know, say whatever you're wanting to say, but I also wanted to ask you, are there countries that are still providing pretty good data at this point? Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one, yeah. To be honest, the UK data was some of the best. The England data was very good until they got rid of the agency <laughs> that used to produce the data and they renamed it something else, uh, the Health Security Agency or something Orwellian like that. And then the data got very bad once they did that because 
they obviously um, they obviously went in and said, you know, you're doing too much, too honest a job here. We need to change this. Uh, seemingly the same things happened with the Scottish data now, which used to be very good. So the UK data was some of the best in the world because you could see clearly what was happening with the vaccinated people and they were dying more often than the unvaccinated people, hospitalised more often and even testing positive more often than the unvaccinated people. Uh, I wouldn't like to say really, American data is very, very poor. It's very well covered up. Um, the European data in general is not too bad. The Euro, uh, what's it called? The Euro, uh, I forget now, but there's, there's an EU one as well, which is pretty good. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty hard to find good data. I had also heard that um, at least it, previously it was that Israeli data was pretty good on that. Do you have much familiarity with that? No, well, well there was some, a lot of the leaked stuff is very interesting but I don't know if it's official data. And um, there's a lot of people leaking, um, like the, the leaked stuff from the meetings, the secret meetings they had in Israel were quite revealing, where they were saying, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna expect a lot of bad reactions, basically, and we need to work out a strategy of how to deal with it. So they knew exactly what was gonna happen. This was right at the start of the vaccination program. Well, yeah. and I do remember Israel was one of the most vaccinated countries in the world at one point. Um, do we have any idea what their booster numbers are? That's a very good question. I think it's still pretty low. Yeah, they, they had this exclusive deal with Pfizer. It was, it, I think it was the only country that did this, where they said, you know, you basically you can come in and vaccinate whoever you want. But they've got this uh, a significant uh, orthodox, very orthodox community who were dead against it. And I actually had some interesting hearings with um, where Zelenko turned up, um, Zev Zelenko, the doctor who recently passed away, treated lots of patients in New York very successfully with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Uh, and, you know, he's a Jewish guy. So they had him uh, giving testimony. And uh, I think that was very convincing for him. So a lot of the Orthodox Jewish communities who were very strong in Israel didn't go for it, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, my understanding now, this has been a while and I know that things change very quickly in this environment, but at that time when I had seen, um, about the boosters, the boosters had been out for a while and the intake or the uptake rather was significantly lower in Israel. Yeah. And they even, these are even people that had to have a green pass, meaning if you were infected and you could show proof of your, um, the antibodies and you had the PCR test or whatever, then you would be granted. I feel like it was three to six months of your green pass. Then you had to get the shots. Then you had to get the booster in order to be compliant with your green pass. And in spite of that, and my understanding was this pretty strict system for them. And despite all that, people were like, we're not doing it. They had yeah. low uptake, so I I was hopeful about that. I Why? think it causes some significant backtracking because I posted this story on Discord the other day. Australia, you know, one of the most Covidian states you could think of, has now said they're not going to recommend the third booster for their citizens. Although so for children, right? Wasn't for it everybody. for children, Terrence? Well, it's for everybody. Yeah, I think okay. it was everybody. But on the same side, New South Wales, I believe it was has just gone back to mask mandates. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy inconsistencies going on, as usual. Uh, I wanted to, to ask, America is, is, you know, and certainly, certainly some states are some of the most retrograde countries. Is, is one of the more, it's only, it, you know, together with China, in terms of travel restrictions, they're, they're the most strict. They still want people coming into the country to be fully vaccinated. And their definition of fully vaccinated is, is you know, variable, depending on how many boosters have come out. Well, I wanted to add, like, just a question that, that popped up in my head about the Green Pass. Why is it called the Green Pass? It could have been, like, you know, it would have been way cooler like, why don't they just put, like, gold stars on their chest, and then they can, like, more easily identify uh, each other and know, like, who's okay, who's not okay. It's green for go, go. You know, everything's <laughs> go. <It's great. laughs> I should call it the black pass, really. That would be much, you know, because it's death. It's yeah. death. 
Yeah, it is. And that's the other thing about the places with Australia or wherever capping the number of boosters they recommend. Who who cares? The damage is done. You take four of those things. You know, who knows? We're still anticipating the fallout of maybe even with of the people that had two. Maybe they're going to be totally fine, but maybe they're not. I do worry about that. There was a study, uh, where was it now? Finland or something. They, they looked at vaccinated people and they found that pretty much every single one of them had some heart damage, you know, had signs of heart damage after the, after the jab. It's scary. So yeah, I just worry about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Well, we it broke it my heart. We thought through it with through all the fear, through all the negativity, through everything that they were trying to shackle us down with. I was like, I don't care. It don't matter to me what I can't travel. So what? All right. Well, I traveled to everywhere I want to travel to. All right. Whatever. Okay. No. We fought back in the second most American way, which is by posting dank memes and ridiculing the left. You know, that's right. I like that, <laughs> I like that meme someone posted uh, recently about the Christmas tree. Did you see that? The Christmas tree for the oh, unvaccinated. Yeah. It was all balls and no tree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, looking back now, I'm not you know, I know I still get riled up about it, but nothing where I used to be. I was so, I, I was in such a state of dismay. I could not believe that this was happening, that they were pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And, and so many people were, were just so accepting of it. It was, it was, it was a really hard time. Definitely. My sister-in-law's husband, who uh, they live in Cyprus, and uh, he really didn't want to get it because, you know, he knew it was dangerous, but he, he did. He buckled because it was, Cyprus was terrible. It was really restrictive. You had to get a pass every time you wanted to go to the supermarket, you know, and get tested. It's horrible. And he had to pay for it himself. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, it was, it was awful. So he I would just like have a relative or a friend that didn't care and got it and just have them go to the That's supermarket for me. Yeah. Yeah. We said just, just hold on, hold on, just hang on, you know, hold the line. You just, you know, just you got to go through this this difficult time, but it will get better. Well, and there but, was that one person that was arrested. I forget their country where they were. They had fake arms to get the jab, so that you can get that that COVID Italy pass. was it Italy? Yeah. His cunning plan didn't quite succeed, did it? I, mean, I can't imagine what went wrong with that. Well, I'd say this. I is appreciate just, the hustle. It really, well, honestly, my capitalistic mind was thinking somewhere along the same same lines. I just didn't have the initiative to follow <laughs> through. But this just really highlights the importance of the Second Amendment. Like, you want my yeah. pass? My pass is on my hip right here, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just hire somebody to go and get the jab for you. That's the ultimate solution, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, there's Instacart. Someone you don't like. <laughs> you, you probably could have find, found people to pay you to get that extra jab that were indoctrinated enough. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I'll let you use my ID if you want to go and get a seventh jab. I know. It was just so, yeah, it was such a dark time. God, it was, it was so upsetting. The best thing about who is it who said this? Was it Big Perm? You know that? Uh, no, it was Brucey. That you know, uh, I ended up meeting all you guys because of it. Because you know, and, and it was a real light in the end of the tunnel. Because it, it at the time, it just felt like the whole world had gone mad, and you couldn't find anyone sensible left. And so it was, yeah, it was it, such a meet you all. I mean, honestly, I had a, <laughs> I had a pretty nice time during COVID. Like there was no traffic. Like. Like, it, it was just, like, it, it was, it, I enjoyed it. I had a nice time. So you only had to spray the, the outside of houses. You the only memes, had to mur murder the, the bugs on the outside of the houses, not the on the inside. The memes were hilarious. Like, uh, you can't wait for Klaus to bring on the Great re Reset. And, 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 like, oh, oh, my favorite thing is going into to a McDonald's and using the self-serve kiosk to order my food. I don't, I don't even have to talk to these people anymore. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I must admit, yeah. there's, there's a bright side to everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we should move on to the next story. If we, finish, if we run this one dry. Uh, is is think, that me? Is I everyone think we got, else gone? 
I think we got Ashley next. Uh, we'll okay. Ashley next because we weren't sure if you were going to be all, all set up there, Jackie. So just in case you thought that we were done with the discussion of the thing that won't go away that's been around for three years now and we we haven't even spoken about it that much in our our episodes but but today must be a day because the covidian's favorite mouthpiece dr anthony fauci is going to be retiring from his post working for the NIH and whatever else he does, killing beagles, torturing beagles, uh, supporting (laughs) genocide, et cetera, that he's been doing since the very beginning of his career. And we can go down that uh, path at some point too. I would love to hear Terry's take on this about the fraud that was AIDS and AZT and what they did to people in that community. They murdered them. And then this turns out to be the same community that I was reading a, a stat that they had 96% vaccine compliance in the LGBTQ plus community. So um, the, the stat that was presented was over 200 people from that community a day are dying now. Um, and, and yet, if you go online and you try to have that conversation, you would be shut down. But anyway, Dr. Fauci is retiring um, and his parting words, it honestly, it's really galling. It's just very galling. But he said, my message and maybe the final message I give you from this podium is that please, for your own safety, for that of you, of your family, get your updated COVID-19 shot as soon as you're eligible. And I just thought you, I've been trying to be a little more professional here. I've been trying not to cuss, but I, whew. anyway, um, so that, that is what he said. And he's going to be, I guess, done by the end of this year, probably December or something. And a legal man had tweeted about this. He said, so Dr. Fauci is just allowed to peacefully retire and pull a huge pension after everything he did. Got it. And that's pretty much what it, what it is. Um, there was someone else that I was following online, David Avocado Wolf. And he said, uh, you think that you're done, but we're going to get you in the next Nuremberg trials. And if you're found guilty, we're seeking the death penalty, which of course I think is fair. I don't believe that that particular justice will be served, but honestly, if anybody deserves um, to be part of the corporeal system it would be people like this who are um you know they're they're little merchants or little whatever you want to call them of the predator class merchants Um, of death they are and they're minions of the predator class that's it and the amount of people that have suffered because this piece of shit has been on the television for every fucking day for the last three years is really incredible. So he, it, it's just, it's galling. It's just galling. I'm just pissed about it. Well, don't worry too much because what he meant to say after his, his uh, last announcement was make sure to get your booster because I have a nice bonus coming as the <laughs> spokesman uh, for, you guys think he's going to go to like Pfizer or Moderna? You think I, they're going to like have a bidding war for him? I'm thinking I mean, Saline. Oh, you, oh, I see where he's going to work. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm with you, Justin. My guess is that, yes, he got a nice little fat pharma bonus for that last pitch. And then the other thing is I think that Brad has talked about it, that he believes he's going into academia, which is... Of, co- oh of course, God. of course he fucking is. <laughs> he did say that's not the last we're going to see of him or something like that. He said, you know, he wasn't going to sort of retire and play golf. But um, yeah, putting him on trial would be nice. I don't think that's going to happen. But Agreed. Course, if, well, if you try me, you're trying science. Well, <laughs> even the Nuremberg trials, you know, did, how many people actually were held responsible in the Nuremberg trials? Not the main ones, I can tell you that. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, most of them were shipped over to America and Britain and Russia. And they, they were part of creating, as the media monarchy would refer to them, never a straight answer. <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought I thought you were going to say that they were, you know, busy, you know, with faking the moon landing. Yes, NASA, <laughs> never a straight answer. Yes, that's it. And doing uh, MK Ultra, of course, and things like that, and and maybe possibly creating Lyme disease in uh, in Plum Island. Well, and that uh, may, this may be a little bit off topic, but whatever happened to monkeypox? It seemed like once people figured out, like, oh, if you don't go to gay orgies, you're fine. And then they just kind of, like, quietly swept it under the rug. It, that does, I mean, as Ash, to use Ashley's phrase, it is exhausting. Because they, they roll these um, viral things out from time to time, don't they? And most of them don't really stick. COVID, for some reason, really took off in the public's imagination. But, you know, things like the swine flu and H1N1 and monkey pox and you know zika virus zika zika that was a bit of a bust wasn't it yeah i think that i think monkey pox was another test balloon to see the where people were just to check them on that um scale of are we in a place to accept another you know another bullshit narrative where are people at with that and so then i think that it it didn't really pan out and especially when people started getting roasted if you may recall <laughs> uh beto o'rourke was he was pro or uh not protesting he was campaigning and he then was out for a bacterial infection and then once he started being back out there on the circuit I don't even know if the picture was real, if it was fake. Someone told me it was real, but he had blisters all over his face. And he, oh, yeah, I saw was, that. he was roasted, roasted. And it wasn't long after that, that it really did die down. Do you think that the when Nancy Pelosi's PP got hammered, <laughs> maybe it was a fight over monkeypox? Like, you gave me monkeypox, you... And then I won't say anything else because this is a family-friendly podcast, but... It is. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I, I just, oh, just checked with HR, yes. We are true for all families. Well, we're uh, screwed because Justin is HR, <laughs> and that means anything goes. Um, so, yeah, I think that um, the monkeypox was another sort of test balloon. The most serious that I saw people getting and that I kind of was myself before this, because I believed in, you know, I, I wasn't questioning most mainstream narratives. I wasn't questioning virology or anything like that. So when the swine flu happened back in 2009 or something like that, I, I was a little concerned about it then, but what I think happened, sorry, what I think happened with um, COVID was that they had already started paying off these organizations to go along with it. So that is, that is when people started taking it seriously. So like the day that they shut down the NBA, that was game over after that, everything changed because you had people, you even had these stupid mayors, de Blasio and whoever else that was like, Oh no, you should do the St. Patrick's day parade blah, 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 whatever. But then it was the NBA shut down and a couple of other places shut down and seasons got canceled. And that is when people started taking it seriously. Well, it was incredibly effective. You have to hand it to them and they really got their act together with it. You know, with all the countries acting in unison like that in lockstep. Yeah. Exactly. I I was actually in the Philippines in January of 2020, right before COVID happened, uh, getting married to my beautiful, lovely wife. And um, like that was right when COVID first started getting its first whispers. And I've lived through monkeypox, bird flu, Zika. uh, Yeah, there was like, it it was really every two years, they'd have another one. And it was really just felt like they're trying to see like how fearful we can get everyone and i was just blowing it off but i guess since asia dealt with sars not too long ago it was you know still kind of one like a a hot touchy subject over there 
And I just blew it off the same way that I've done it for the last almost three years now. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's really a good point. Like once they started getting these massive organizations to shut down, I think that really kind of triggered that light switch in people's minds. I looked, at the, I looked at the data very early on. Um, you have things like the Diamond Princess with all these, um, had a lot of old sort of cruisers on it. Uh, and, you know, the death rate on there was, was very low. And it was like a little, like a little Petri dish. You know, they're all isolated on this place, nowhere else to go. It's all spreading around freely. And so, you know, if you actually looked at what was going on, it was quite clear that it wasn't really that serious a disease right from the very start. So, uh, you know, and of course, Fiona and I looked into the science of it and um, it was all very dodgy, <laughs> right? And, and right from the start, people were coming up with effective treatments, you know, the, the, the stuff with hydroxychloroquine goes right back to the start of 2020. Yeah, and Fauci had a paper Anthony Fauci had a paper that had been written, published years before that, talking about a SARS-like virus. Go yeah, ahead, take treat, it. treating the original SARS, I believe, with hydroxychloroquine. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So he's such a fucking weasel. Sorry, I've sworn now. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you feel better. Yeah. Uh, so they knew. They knew. And even though whenever Trump had mentioned that in a press conference and they were like, oh, he thinks that you should in inject yourself with bleach. Oh, he's so stupid. Oh, he wants you dead, whatever. He was on the same team. He allowed F Fauci to speak every single day. He has been a vax peddler this whole time, you know? Yeah. And yet he at least had, had mentioned that that was a potential. And, the, and they acted like it was the silliest thing in the world. Meanwhile, that mother bleeper had a bleeping paper that was saying that HCQ was effective in treating these types of respiratory viruses. And then they're like, oh, we have no idea how to treat it. The only thing, I guess we better just have a vaccine for it. You can also find the video of him talking and um, he was doing a sort of vox pop in his younger days, talking about the flu. And someone rang up and said, oh, I've had the flu. Do I need the flu jab? And he says, well, you know, you know if you've had the flu, you've got the best best protection you could possibly get you don't really need the jab <laughs> and so uh, and yet with uh, covid he was saying exactly the opposite he was encouraging people who've had the disease to go out and get the jab. i mean he's just a weasel yeah, yeah. i mean he's he, it's it's almost like to get uh, sorry i just want to finish to go back to the highway um there was a uh, him and uh, uh dale victory and rfk jr had a meeting with all the big wheels from the cdc and the fda and they were trying to get them to do proper vaccine studies with proper controls. You know, and one of them said, you know, we'll never do that study. Uh, but uh, the interesting thing I found about that was that Del Bigtree came away from that meeting and said that most of them he felt were sort of just misguided. But he thought there was one really evil person in that room, and that was Fauci. It's almost like some sort of multinational entity, like, was paying out millions upon millions of dollars uh, under the table to unelected it's, officials it's that control right policy. Well, I mean, I, could, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, that's, that's like some QAnon, like alt-right Nazi garbage. So, it's of course, like we don't... People would do anything if they give them enough money, you know. Yeah. Well, so I... I'd probably sell out for a lot less than a lot of people, to be fair. <laughs> but okay, yes. listeners, uh, send in some money and uh, we'll see what we can get Justin to do. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll set up a cameo. We've had these conversations. <laughs> it's, it's significant. He has a, a wide range. <laughs> Everyone has a price and the price is right. But while we're still on COVID, um, I think I'm going to bring this one next week because it's a fascinating story. Um, it is the 2006 origins of the lockdown idea, which uh, was written by Jeffrey A. Tucker from the AIER, the American Institute for Economic Research. And this, this uh, topic kind of jogged my memory on that. Um, it was posted May 15, 2020. Um, so well, I'll bring that one up and... I just want to get that in while we we're on topic. But any okay. anything else on that? No, nah, I think we should probably move on, should we? 
Yep. Jackie's Jackie's busting to get her story out. So oh, and it's a it's a good one. Hopefully, it's a, it's a bit of light relief. Is it? Probably not. <laughs> I guess that really I just depends it. on on you know where you're sitting on the <laughs> on Bless the fence. You. Yeah. After all this COVID doom and destruction, God, Jackie, lighten the mood. I either have allergies or a cold, so I apologize for not wearing a virtual mask. <laughs> well, you... I would hate to get you guys virtually sick, and I don't want to have any, like, hate language or anything like that to scare you guys, okay? You must have one of those new finagle Bluetooth masks. I just put, like, a plastic bag over my head and suffocate myself. Just so... make sure to tape it. <laughs> to make sure no air gets in or out yeah, yeah well great. no germs otherwise you're gonna make us sick i know how dare i i'm a walking disease gross okay so this is one that one of um our favorite persons posted in the discord and i was like oh i had seen it a couple days ago and i was like oh i was like this is crazy so it's on not the bee and it's um this mom read a pornographic book available at her kid's school to the school board and then they got it set with because a child was in the room so basically she was talking and we'll post this so you can see the video yourself it'll be in the links but um basically she was um reading a story about um a girl and a boy and the girl was basically getting raped by this little kid mm. and she was crying because the kid was making her do oral sex on her and this was available in the school's library system so i decided to so we'll have that on there for you to go and watch the video it wasn't really long article but i decided to go ahead and do a search in duck duck go that said mom read pornographic material at a school board and then there was two other ones that just came up one was in michigan parent reads uh graphic material and the school board shuts her down and then in virginia and i can just imagine how many others north carolina michigan i think i said the michigan one it's crazy so it, ha it shows these parents like standing up there um just talking about this and reading this gross stuff and one of them one of the books in virginia talked about pedophilia about a young boy having sex with a grown man and she said she doesn't care whether it was gay straight whatever heterosexual homosexual whatever she says she doesn't she would not care one in the schools even if it was um between two heterosexual adults and it was about them having sex it just drilled it, the book has detailed illustrations of a man having sex with a boy and, well, and um it's i just so wanted to correct you real quick Pedoph pedophilia is an offensive term uh the politically correct term is minor attracted person so if we could just knock that out right <laughs> yeah quick. well they can say whatever they want, but I'm going to call it pedophilia because that's the legal word <laughs> to it. Okay. Maybe would be a better term. And we already know I'm not politically correct because we've had to edit some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to censor myself. So anyways, so um, I just think that's crazy. It's like, Okay, you don't want to talk about it at a board meeting because it makes you uncomfortable, but you're allowing this crap in the school libraries and make it open and accessible. It's like they're trying to bleed this stuff into the children's mind and the kids already enough have these raging hormones. You don't need to have like all this extra like encouragement and whether it's in high school and sometimes in middle school and then they have some of this stuff in elementary school. It's just gross. Yeah. So, here's the craziest part is that um the school district this was in was the frisco independent school district uh which uh is located about 30 miles north of dallas texas mm. so you think about these things happening in california yeah. when we think of texas we typically think of like a you know republican red you know guns and you know police and you know not sex not sex with kids, at least. No. 
Sexy but with guns, maybe, but not, not with kids, no. For the right price, Terry. We'll discuss that off camera. <laughs> um, um, so uh, I've got a question for Jackie. Did they shut this woman down because there was a child in the room? Is that what you said? Uh, on the initial one, yeah. The one on not to be, they um, shot her down because there was a child in the room and they made her stop reading. And then half, like almost towards the end of the video, they had shut her microphone off so she could no longer read anymore. And they kept telling her time was up. Well, let's, let's be real. Make a comment on the fact that children could read these books in the library uh and you know so yeah that's don't. what she was saying yeah and they didn't <laughs> shut her down because there was a child in the room they shut her down because she was pointing out their complete hypocrisy indifference for decency yeah like like and they knew they knew it was being recorded and it was going to go viral and they didn't want to take the heat so they wanted to shut her down as soon as they could and one of the other articles, there was, um, I think it was the one for Virginia, they had to go through like this, they have to go through like this whole board um, review process in order to get the discussing books out of school. Bless you, Terrence. I'm sorry I Thank gave you. you my cold. Yeah, um, sorry. That's your, your allergies spread in through I, the internet. I know, I know. <laughs> That's why I should have been wearing a mask. I told um, you. Anyhow, um, but, oh, crap. Oh, oh, so that, so you know that in order for the book to get in the school, because if they have to go through a whole process to get the book out of the school, they imagine the process they had to go through to get the book in the school. So that means you read this book or someone lobbied to get this book in there. And there was a group of people that said, oh yeah, this is okay for little kids to be able to read. Yeah, you would hope so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it's hard to know what to say for this sort of stuff. It's so anti-reality again. Um, uh, yeah, it's well, hard to know. My my take on it is that that is part of the the. It's a continuation of the demoralization campaign that is being perpetrated on regular humanity. Is very the thing like this the thing that's going to push several different agendas at once we're to steal the innocence of children because children who are traumatized are probably a lot easier for them to um really roll into and fully integrate into that system they are contributing to the confusion of children as far as to what a traditional family is it's more war on the traditional family unit in my opinion because they're starting to put these um, degenerate ideas in children's minds which also may make them this is speculation but more susceptible or more accepting of like a trans ideology or a gender is fluid ideology that kind of thing and then um they also are rubbing hypocrisy i think into parents faces look what we can do look what we can do right in front of your face and you can't do anything about it um so i think it's sort of a you know a, another multifaceted approach to to disrupt and uh rub the hypocrisy into people's faces and um that kind of thing well it's they they want you dead and they want to cut your child's dicks and tits off yes yeah we're in a very anti-child society at the moment aren't we i mean yeah. what with the, the transhumanism the transgenderism and uh i um i just downloaded a documentary come sort of got got myself uh, in the right state to watch it yet because it's probably quite upsetting about all the child trafficking that's going on across the border i think i got it from epoch times or something and uh you know you're not you wouldn't be surprised to hear that the, you know the people who made this documentary think it's at record levels yeah. and you know what's happening to these poor kids you know child the, sacrifice yeah yeah, it's like and, they're destroying know, our future. And sex slavery, and you know, it's, it's just awful to think about. And, and one of the reasons that they say that the oligarchs are interested in Ukraine is because that's one of the centers of the human trafficking um, industry. Yep. I could, I could believe that. Same. Yeah. 
and well, New of York course, Times called it the most corrupt country in the world, you know, prior to February 2022. Yeah. And that's saying something. That's pretty crazy. But to I be, think it's to be so fair, I don't think they counted the America in that. Yeah, it's great that we're all these billions of dollars then. That's great. We're sending it to the most corrupt country in the world. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, don't worry. They're all better now. All oh, right, that's all right. Uh, yeah, everything <laughs> changed when uh, Putin started Putin's war against the good, you know? Against democracy. Yeah, democracy, yeah. democracy, democracy. Yeah, but I think that that story is super disturbing, um, but I feel like that's part of just, you know, hammering home the demoralization of what is happening. I think that's the goal, really, is to make us tired, beaten down, and to really feel like the system is is so far um, above us, you know, that changes cannot be made but i think that they also are miss what's the word i'm looking for they are not considering the amount of people that are waking up and they're like i'm not sending my kid to this i'm taking my kid out of school and that you see it all the time in the liberty community like get your kids out of the indoctrination camps yep and that's that was uh, one of my notes i wanted to bring up is that because um, don't don't be fooled. This is happening across the country. It doesn't matter if you're in deep blue, yeah. deep red, purple. It's 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 happening everywhere. And a lot of this came out in the open when uh, COVID had people doing Zoom schooling from home. And once parents actually saw what their teachers were teaching their children. Uh, that's when you started to have a lot of this being exposed. And then yeah. you'll always see on like social media, like, oh, these Republicans, you know, it's, it's you know, 1920s, they're doing book bannings and yada, yada, yada. And they're going to make it out to be like, oh, like, uh, this is a book that has, you know, two uh, gay men in it. And that's why, you know, they're against it. No, it's because it's literally porn. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Ron Paul homeschool.com. Yes. Self-taught, self-taught K through 12 curriculum. And uh don't send your kids to people that want to chop their dicks and tits off. If I can give you one piece of advice, it wouldn't be to take horse medication. It would be to get your kids out of the hands of your enemy. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, because they are now in a lot of places they can jab their, your kids and medicate them without your knowledge. So you know, not to mention all the all the you know propaganda shit they're giving them. So exactly. yeah, yep. And schooling's at record levels, I believe, in the US, which is a great sign. Yeah, it's disturbing. It's really disturbing, you know, to see people like these pretty smart women who all of a sudden are now they're a they or now they're a he or whatever. And it's just like, it's just, you know, it's one thing if someone genuinely is authentically, you know, feels that they're transgender, it was still referred to as gender dysphoria disorder. But now to see these children just it's a, it's a mind virus is what it is. And then you have people, um, you know, a lot of these parents that are, that is how they get their identity. Like, oh, well, as the mother of a trans child, I mean, it's just such a, it does something for them, you know, in the realm of attention and, and validation sick. And that's something that Dr. Uh, Deborah So has done quite a bit of uh, work on as far as you know the transgenderism being a social contagion which really affects um majority young young girls and women uh where you just see these massive pockets of like friend groups you know all of a sudden like oh we're you know there's three dozen of us but now we're all men <laughs> which would also be like the girls who um who had women killed had people killed because they accused them of being witches right i mean wouldn't that be a similar mind virus that you think that you can do that and get away with that it's the same it's very similar, yeah. 
all, all this crazy stuff is, is exactly like the witch hunts. You know, you get this crazy mind virus, like you say, spreading around and everyone believes it. And then, you know, you sort of say, she's a witch because you want to be one of the in crowds. It's like wearing a mask. It's like, you know, saying I'm a transgender mum or whatever. So mm -hmm. well done for bringing that nicely round in a circle so we can wrap this episode up. That's, that's beautiful. All right. The circle of life and the circle of not your mama's news. <laughs> Well, so, think, uh, uh, sorry, Justin. You... Oh, no, I, I was just going to say, I think this is going to post after Thanksgiving. We're recording this on Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So I was going to tell everyone happy Thanksgiving, but, you know, I hope y'all, you know, had a good one. And, you know, thank you. I hope you all had a good had. Thanksgiving, whatever the heck that is. We don't, we don't do that over here in Europe. But anyway. We just, it's really just a time for white people to come together and celebrate the genocide and rape of uh, entire Native people. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> and today also is 1122, meaning next year will be the 60th anniversary of the assassination of JFK. 1122. Wow. Oh, wow. We ought to do an episode for that. Yep. So, so I've well, got a year to write my definitive book on the JFK assassination. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I'll give everyone a clue to the, my conclusion. Oswald didn't do it. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> I think um, it was Putin. I think Putin did it. it was probably. probably. Putin, yeah. It was probably Putin. Uh, right. Uh, so uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us for another great episode of Not Your Mama's News. Hope you all enjoyed it. And I hope you all will see us next time for another exciting episode where we'll have more fresh stories to deconstruct and show how ridiculous the world is that we're living in. So uh, if we all say goodbye, we'll see you next time. So goodbye, everybody. See you Bye, later, alligator. Mm. Good night, not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.